He really hits that one. Oh, that is just sensational from Luis Figo. And then Ronaldo! Here comes Eddie. Not got much help. Oh, he doesn't need any help. How about that? Portugal. And tonight they've been simply magnificent. Champions of Europe 2016. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the Prossima Jornada podcast. This is the latest instalment in the Prossima Jornada Meet series following on from our first episode with Ryan Gold. This time around, myself and Philippe Melo, we had the chance to speak to Pedro Oliveira, who is a coach, currently working as a fitness coach for Passos de Ferreira. He is formerly of Tondela, uh, Ferenc, and has worked in the past as a scout, uh, an opposition analyst, uh, a fitness coach, physio. Uh, he's done it all, and still only at 27 years of age. He's got great experience already and his current club, Passos de Ferreira, who he travelled there with, uh, current manager Pepper, he gives us a real insight into sort of what makes the club tick, um, the recent results which have been, you know, really, really impressive. They currently strung together six consecutive victories, which was, and still is, the second longest streak in the Premier League this season. At the time of recording, they're up to fifth in the table. Uh, they're just a couple of points off uh, the Champions League spots as well so all heading in the right direction for Passos de Ferreira so really interesting to speak to him and, and hear what he had to say so for the next 45 to 50 minutes is myself, Philippe Melo and our very special guest, Pedro Oliveira we hope you enjoy so I think the best place to start, Pedro is just give the listeners uh, a bit of an insight into who you are as a person, what capacity you work in at Passos de Ferreira and just give a bit of a rundown into your career so far. Look, I I started in my hometown club that was Ferreira's. In uh, When I had uh, 20 years, I, I get to, to Ferreira's and start uh, like in um, the first team as, uh, as a stagiary. I think we say... Uh, as intern, like intern, or, yeah, yeah, like an intern. Then uh, uh, I uh, I stayed there for two years more, and then uh, Pepe, that is the coach, um, mm. come to to Ferenc. and then I I met I met uh, Pepe. We go to to Tondela, and we stay in Tondela for three years in Premier, in the the Portuguese first league. And then uh, we go to to Passos de Ferreira, and then it's the second 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 year. Uh, so I start with uh, with scouting and uh, doing the the things that nobody uh, do it. <laughs> and uh, I I had a, a teacher in in a university, uh, Portos University, that uh, one time they. He told to the to the class, if you if you are in football, don't have to be uh, assistant coach or uh, head coach. All the guys want that job, so you have to to, to do another thing, another things. So 
I remember the, that thing and uh, I start um, with, uh, with the players, with the, the, the injury players. Yeah. And I start working with, with them. Uh, today is the, the thing I do is to, um, to work with the, the players who get injury. Uh, to work to to prevent injuries. So in this moment, I'm a physical coach, and my work is 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 this is. So the current capacity is a physical coach, uh, so working as a, as a physio, and I think it's really interesting what you said there about um at university and being told that a lot of people will be going into football jobs and everybody wants to be the head coach or the assistant coach. Whereas you've demonstrated such versatility already, uh, working in several different capacities. And and as you say, you're, you're in a position now where you get to work with the players um, on a daily basis, um, part of the coaching staff, uh, working as a physio. And just to give a bit of context as well to those listening, especially at the time of recording, is that your workplace, the club that you're at at the moment, Passos de Ferreira, are currently on a nine-match unbeaten streak. Six of those games were consecutive wins, uh, starting on the 3rd of January, going right up to the 5th of February. Uh, so far this season, Passos have already managed to beat the likes of Braga 2-0, uh, FC Porto 3-2. Um, really good results, not conceding a lot of goals. We spoke about it on the last podcast, myself and Philippe, just doing the fundamentals right and it's paying dividends. They're up to fifth in the table and just on an incredible bit of form. Such talent around the pitch. The likes of Bruno Costa, Stefan Estacchio and uh, Douglas Tank up front. And just talk to me on the current mood at the moment. Uh, may seem a very obvious question, but just tell me what's it like day in, day out uh, at Bastos de Ferreira. It must be, you know, such a good atmosphere to be working in when things are, are going so well and everybody's sort of pulling in the right direction. And what do you put the good results down to? I know that's quite a complex question to try and answer, but what do you think some of the key things are in how Bastos are now progressing as a team and how they're managing to put such good results together? Um, the people feel very good, of course, but I think um, we have to go to to last season. I think we we start because we we went to passes in September because the 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 coach was fired. We we uh, and the the transfer market was closed, so we we can do it, do it nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. So. In uh, January, market transfer, uh, I think was the the opportunity we we had to to choose some players, and uh, I think was the first opportunity we we have to to our success now. So in summer we keep uh, some important players, we choose another one, another um, players, and I think a very important thing for our success now uh, uh, choosing the players i think is one of the uh, first uh, more important things and then uh, our training our the way we we the way we we manage the the week 
the 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 way we talk with players and i think we we have a, a happy uh, uh, environment i think all the people feels very good in the club and i think it's um, another reason to to our success yeah and you can see that i like that idea of the foundations being laid when you first came to the club with Pepper and putting those plans in place um, didn't happen overnight. This good form hasn't just sprung out of nowhere. It's It's been building. And you, you talk about last season and I feel like, especially after the COVID break, uh, we actually put together a piece on the website on prosimajonada.com about uh, the form that Bastos de Freire retained in after COVID. I think went on a tremendous run, similar to the run that you've been on this season, uh, picking up points week in, week out, uh, towards the end of the season, and that was what helped Passos to Freire really finish strongly. And yeah, I yeah, think... and sorry, Aaron. Yeah, and because sorry, and because um, we we had after COVID, we had uh, I don't know five six weeks for. For working with players, mm-hmm. understand? Yeah. And I think that work um, was the the base to 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 the the, the last ten games we we did it we did so we I think we lost with Porto and Braga yeah. only and the Sporting I think so, but was a wonderful uh, end of the season so. I think was that that period of time after COVID that we we could um, uh, work with the players, pass to players our idea, our the the way we want to play. So I think was very important. I think that's really interesting to be honest. In terms of from the outside looking in, it's very easy to see how it could affect the team negatively. Something like the COVID break, especially at the start when players were separated from each other and they couldn't do contact training. A lot of the sessions were being conducted virtually over the likes of Zoom. So, but then as you say, it gives, especially towards the end when players weren't allowed to start training together, it gave time to prepare and to work. And for players to also gain a bit of, um, gain a bit of energy. Uh, you know, football seasons can be hectic schedules so just that time off from playing, the fact that it allowed you to go away and sort of reflect and as a club, as a staff, and put the things in place for when you came back after the break to sort of hit the ground running and, and you did that. I mean, the proof was in the pudding. The end of the season, the results were fantastic, especially compared to the form pre-COVID break. Yes, I, I thought that doubt we have time to, for example... Uh, in the the first week, only have uh, four players in each um, in each pitch, but we we think okay, we have to to do this and we have to 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 put the players in these zones because of the the COVID. But what what we can do for for uh, our idea? What exercise we can create? Uh, for for this and then we we start um, doing uh, 
another another exercise exercise um, because um, the club give us and the the, the government give us uh, different restrictions so we we had to always creating um, new exercise and I think when we we come to to the the first the first game I think the the we can sell a, be, uh, a better idea understand yeah yeah when you say to sell a better idea meaning to get that message across to the players they're already in better shape in terms of their reading of what you want them to do so not only physically but tactically more developed and tactically more understanding of what your coaching staff and what the personnel want them to do and how they're going to approach that last half of the season and as you say the results spoke for themselves it was a a 10 game streak Uh, Pedro you got to Passos after they had played four games and had only one point so when you and the coaches got there what was the first or main thing you were looking to do First, we had we had to meet the players to know. We thought that we can play in in a, a way, but when we we went there, we say no. We 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 have to play this and this because the players uh, can't do do this or or that. So I think what was the the first thing to do was understand um, the context because I think the the coach uh, need needs to need to see the context the, the things the players the the way supporters like team play uh, I don't know a lot of things and and I I think we when we we go to a club okay we have an idea but I think we we have to uh, change a little bit in in function of the, the the environment. It's all about work. Understand? We, for example, we we do a, lo- a lot of uh, work. For example, with the uh, defensive line, we we work a lot. I think every week we 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 work and midfield. Then defensive line midfielder and the two midfielders. So I think all about work. The way we have to, the way we think that players have to to play and have to 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 be when he come to 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 the game. The player know what he have to do. Understand. Yeah, 100%. And just on that, Pedro, uh, talking about making sure the players know what they have to do, what does the week look like at Bessus de Ferreira, like in terms of Monday to Friday, planning, preparation? What what sort of the order of the day? Or does it depend? A normal week, it's like we we, we see the game. The previous game, um, we talk to the players normally about the, some errors or some some mistakes and and some good things we 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 did. 
uh, and then it's about the, the days we have to, to prepare the game. For example, if we have uh, five or six or seven days, we we can we can work these things that I I was uh, talking uh, defensive line uh, I don't know uh, our idea game idea the the way we want to play but there are uh, normally some weeks that it's only to to recover because we to have recover, yeah. I don't know two three four days yeah, for the next week and crazy. only we have only to to recover but uh, in a normal week okay we 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 see the the previous game we we analyze and then we we start uh, preparing the the next next uh, game um, seeing the the mistakes and trying to 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 don't do it again. Pedro, this season so far, Passos have had quite a few memorable victories. Obviously, we spoke before about the fantastic run of form that the club has been on. Just on a personal level, what result sticks out for you the most? The highlight of the season so far, if you will. Whether that be the game plan, just being executed perfectly, or just the result itself. I think against Porto, because we... <laughs> We work. Um, we we have a, a strategy, and and I think the the players understand all that we 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 ask. Um, I think was Porto. I had a feeling that was going to be the answer. That was a, a fantastic victory from from your perspective, and that sort of brings me on to the next question. So, when you're approaching the game, and when the club and the coaching staff are approaching the next game does the planning particularly midweek and also the game plan itself does it differentiate depending on the opponents and what I mean by that is when you're playing a game like you said against someone like Porto or Sporting or Benfica someone who you usually find towards the top of the table is is that game plan vastly different to if you were approaching a game against someone near the bottom of the table? Or do you like to think that the club has a set identity and it's just minor tweaks uh, from game to game? Yeah, it's a very good question. We, I think we we do a, a few change. We don't like to to change. For example. We go. We will play against uh, one team, for example, that play with uh, five uh, back. Mm-hmm. Uh, or for example, three uh, five two. Mm-hmm. I think we we have to to create the uh, way to the in our way to play. I think we have to to make a few changes just to give um, comfort to the players. Uh, but I think we, we as a, a, a technical team, we don't like to, for example, in a game against that uh, that structure to to change all. Understand? I think we we like to to maintain to keep our idea and just do some small changes in in uh, in function of the the opponent. And uh, we we 
do all the time this for example uh, it can be the, the the last one or the first one we are always doing small changes in in our um, way to, in our way in the, the the way we want to play in your role, how can you work with a player like Luis Carlos that is 35 and presses now higher on the pitch than what he was doing 10 years ago? And there's to do with um, not only the comfort, but intelligence of the player. Uh, uh, Luis, for example, is an excellent player, very intelligent. So it's all about give him his comfort. For example, if he like to to straight away of in uh, for example in central in central back okay let um, let's prepare our team to, to do that and uh, I think it's all about it's to how I say it's putting putting better of the players uh, on our idea yeah and yeah of course it depends as well on the intelligence of the players because behind him having bruno and uh, and eustachio of course you can look at them and see they are smart players and understand the moments yes they are very smart i think uh, we have a, a wonderful uh, three wonderful midfielders um, and all the team but i think it's the, the the brain of the team. It's uh, Stefan, Luis, Bruno, also Diaby, Martin. Because when they they come to the game, he always helps the, the team. So I think the Ibra too, Machoy. I think um, it's the brain and the the way they 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 play uh, increasing their their um, their individual qualities yeah qualities okay yeah, yeah you, you can definitely see that in the team and a player you just mentioned there is Stefan Eustachio is someone who's received quite a lot of plaudits this season uh, in terms of his his intelligence his reading of the game and also how he can dictate uh, matches and as I say he's been a player that's he's really impressed myself I know he's really impressed Philippe as well and obviously, and more importantly, he's a player that impressed the manager and the and the staff at Passos. The initially signed on a loan, which then became permanent. What is it in him as a player? Do you think that draws him to Pepper and sets him apart and has made him a key member of the squad? In our idea, I think uh, we in Portugal we call the the six. It's a, a very for our idea, it's a very important uh, task and a very important player. We were we were looking for a player with with uh, the qualities of Eustachio, the always always moving to be a solution, very good in touching with with players. So I think was the qualities we were looking for, and uh, I think. Is one of the, the the most important position of our idea. So moving on from talking about one specific player, now this is just a general observation that I've made, and I wondered if this had any sort of impact on the results, or perhaps the cohesiveness of the team. 
is that in terms of players used and the amount of players used, Passos have the least. They're at the bottom of the league table for players used. So right at the top, you've got Familiar Cow, who've used 40 players. In contrast, Passos have used just 22 players. And then just some other clubs, just for context. Uh, Benfica have used 30. FC Porto have used 30. Uh, Braga have used 29. A lot of the clubs are there or thereabouts, high 20s or in the 30s. Uh, and as I say, Passos right at the bottom with just 22 players used. Can you give a bit of insight into what it's like working with a small squad? And is that something that Pepe aims for, is to have a small squad that he can sort of keep an eye on? Uh, we we have to to transfer more players for the the club. For example, we we like two per per position, so twenty two, uh, twenty three players, three goalkeepers, so twenty six. But I think we we have uh, twenty eight, twenty nine players in in, in squad Be- because of COVID. For example, one player is is. With COVID, coronavirus, we we have to to replace for another because we don't have um, a secondary team, so we, we have to um, to keep with more players. But in uh, January we have to to make some some change, and now I think we we have that players. Uh, but um, I think. It's true what what you say. We 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 are we are playing with with less players. Uh, it's a new for me that that uh, statistical. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new for me, but I think it's normal. The the, the team uh, win and win again and win again, and I think it's normal uh, playing. Uh, or or we we change one or two. I think it's a normal a normal thing. When you guys knew that Oleg left, was a choice from Pepa and the rest of the coaching staff about Pedro Bosch, or it was the club and the recruitment department that had the few names already planned? Yeah, we actually we I think we we have all the time a, a list of of players. Uh, I, I don't know, but uh, 20 or, or 30 uh, wingers, uh, 50 midfielders. So um, when Oleg uh, went to 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 Olympiacos, we we were looking for uh, an, another left uh, back. We we chose three or four names, and the club. Um, has to do his job. <laughs> That's their job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are opportunities, of course, and uh, I think we in we and we the club we want the best for the team. So yeah, was a, a question of opportunity. Now, just to finish, I'd like to talk a little bit about. Maybe aspirations and hopes, uh, especially for this season and then also for the future. Where you are at the moment, you're in a very good position in the Liga. And things are you know, really looking up, being on a fantastic run of consecutive wins. Obviously, there's still a long way to go in the season. But for you and also for the club, what is the goal for the end of the season? You're in the European places at the moment. The Europa League places and Passos is a club that has recent experience being in 
Champions League qualifiers and, uh, you know, European football. So, I mean, for you, is that a goal that you look towards? We we got the 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 first the first goal was uh, was achieved, so we we got the the, the maintenance, uh, and now is is dream, uh, always trying to 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 win the the next game, and if we we can if we could stay in sixth. We 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 want if we if we could be in uh, in five, okay, we will dream. So it, I think it's we we have to to see um, and look in each game and try to win, not not think too much. Okay, we are two points or three or four uh, for uh, Brag or Benfica or Porto. No, I think. We are doing a wonderful season uh, because we are always looking for the next game. So I think it uh, that's it. We will we will keep dreaming. And just another question on a personal level, in terms of the capacity you're in at the moment of Passos, is it about one day possibly going on to manage yourself and becoming a coach or a manager in your own right? Um, or are you, what it's like the long-term aim, the long-term goal for you at the moment. Obviously, you're very happy um, doing what you're doing. You can tell the way you speak about the club that you're very happy in your current capacity. Uh, but is it a dream to one day be a head coach? Yeah, no, I, uh, at this moment, I, I love uh, what I what I do. The the guys, we, we I work. The, the Pip and other guys, so I love. I'm very um, satisfied. So I think in the future, I I I like I like a lot. I I think we we can dream uh, together as a uh, as a team. And my my dream is uh, is to play Champions League. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good dream, and be part of the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, coach, in this case, Pepe, um, give me confidence. Let let me uh, do my my work. So yeah, yeah. And you just mentioned there, Pep, but I think from the outside looking in, he's a he's a manager that grabs a lot of people's attention just in terms of the great work that he's doing. Uh, and also very good with the media, very good with the press, obviously likes his teams to play a certain way, and it's just a really bright up-and-coming manager. What do you think are the lessons that you can learn from, from somebody like him? You've been at various clubs with him now, he clearly likes you, you like working underneath him. What have you learned so far from him, and what do you think his biggest attributes are? I think uh, Pepe is very... Uh, demanding I think he he, he love uh, his work he are always thinking in in football yeah uh, so I think he's a very very good quality to 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 love the game then I think he he have a very good uh, 
way to to communicate on uh, to to the players and to the the press to the the, the supporters i think it's a, a very very good quality um, but maybe the the first i think it's the the way he he work with the players the the way he uh, pass uh, to players um, yeah a, a forma como ele como ele Felipe como ele um, uh, passa a mensagem como ele uh, põe os jogadores a acreditar no fundo, no fundo the é way isso. he speaks to the players and makes them believe yeah yeah it's true wonderful stuff well thank you very much Pedro for coming on um, it's been an absolute pleasure um, it was lovely to meet you and as I say we wish you all the best for the rest of the season and again just a big thank you for coming on I know our listeners will be really intrigued uh, to hear about the inner workings of the club and, and the great work that you're doing so thank you okay cool. nice to meet you okay. Pedro nice to meet you uh, good luck night. for the rest of the season nice to meet you um abraço. Um abraço. Um abraço. Fiquem bem. Tchau, tchau. Tchau.